0: This is the Horse Radio Network.
1: This is episode 112 of the Healthy Critters Radio on the Horse Radio Network. Healthy Critters Radio is brought to you by Biostar US. Find them online at biostarus.com.
2: On today's show, we share ideas on how to increase diversity in the equestrian community. In Critter Nutrition, we focus on the super antioxidant astaxanthin. And in Coffee Clutch, we share the trends we are glad are over. Listen in. (laughs)
3: I'm Tigger,
1: and I'm Patty, and
3: I'm Coach Jen, producer of this year's Circus, and thanks for tuning in to <laughs> Healthy Critters Radio, which comes to you, the, we, we come to you guys on the, uh, what, the 25th and the, the 10th tenth, each month, so this is going to be coming out the 25th, yep, and here we are in 2020, if you're listening to this show in 2023, Go back and go to Wikipedia and just type 2020 in there and you'll know why things are a little bit and odd. Just, yeah. 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 Just type in what's going on. That's all you've got to do. What's up? That's all you've got to do. And considering that it's 2020 and it's summertime here in North America where we all are, there are a lot of people planning family trips and vacations and stuff. A little tricky right now. And um, I think Patty has some input on that topic because you're in the midst of that and you're facing some challenges.
1: Well, I, you know, it's, it's funny. I'm not sure I have input. I guess I have, I want answers. (laughs) Um, That's what I want. Damn it. We're trying to get a uh, family vacation together. Now that I have two daughters that are married and they have spouses, you know, the prospective boyfriends and spouses and all of that, but getting everybody together. And now that I have a granddaughter, has been difficult because this whole thing with, you know, whether you should fly or not fly or whatever is a big deal. But then when you add an infant to it, it becomes a little bit more difficult. So we've been trying to navigate through Do we? Uh, how do we get an Airbnb in this beautiful place in Colorado and then hope that something, you know, the stuff doesn't spike up again. So we're not really sure, you know. So this morning, as of today, this morning, we've decided that we're going to wait one more week and see where we're at <laughs> about whether we go ahead and book our stuff, you know, because our big thing is we want to go to the national parks and whatnot. And, you know, they've been closed. So um, that's kind of, that's kind of our dilemma now that we, got, now that we've got every single member of the family with the same week off. So that's a good thing. But we've, we're trying to have an alternative plan, which is where we could all drive. Then, okay, well the that Walmart doesn't work. Parking we'll lot
3: and have a picnic on
1: the tailgate. <laughs> I mean, doesn't everybody do that every week <laughs> um but yeah, that's that's that could be planned like I don't know ten okay <laughs> there we go but yeah, but yeah, but so that's kind of that's what we've been thinking, you know that we would have an alternative plan, we're not gonna book anything until we know for sure that it can you know have On a cancellation, yeah. but yeah, and then if we have to drive or do whatever, that's what we do it's been it's been really really hard navigating through it,
3: yeah. Have you have you so, uh, tried you to know, make any um, travel plans for twenty twenty Tigger?
2: I canceled mine.
3: There you go. That's yeah. that's Tigger cut and dried. Make a decision.
2: Yeah. It, uh, well, I have. It's in Canada, and the borders I'm aren't open. And, yeah. And I was going to film the polar bears, and um, I, it, it's just it, for me, it's not the year to go. And I can go next year. Yeah. And. It's too much stress, personally. I find just the thought of getting on a freaking plane. I mean, I can't drive to Churchill, Manitoba.
3: That would take some of the fun out. Yeah,
2: that's a long trip. Plus, I can't get across the border. So,
1: that'd be an issue. Can you imagine driving that far and going, oh, yeah, sorry, no. Go back. (laughs)
2: be so fun. Yeah, that, Aren't
1: yeah. there
2: some great national parks in Texas or New Mexico?
1: There are. Yep, there are. There really are, but the problem is is whether they're open. It's not It's not where the national parks is, it's whether they're open. Because so, Yellowstone uh, is open. And again, yes, Peter has already looked that up. And again, it's the whole factor of like, okay, that's all great, but what about them flying with a baby? And that's really the, oh. kind of the hard thing for us. Because you know you don't can't put a mask on a baby and shouldn't. Uh, and Yeah, and I and I don't know if I I think I told you guys I I have flown twice since this whole thing has started and I will tell you I flew American Airlines. I flew American Airlines and Southwest and both I mean on you get on the plane you're going, "Oh yeah, they cleaned." You know, I mean, so you like that part that part was you know very comfortable. There's they do the social distancing. They you know I always have wiped down all my stuff when I fly. So that's I still do it. It's just a habit. I will. I'm so happy that it, now now I don't look like a freak when I do it now because you know I take wipes with me and I wipe down the seat and I you know I just I've always you know you're trying to get on the plane and and they're, they're always like okay all right lady can you sit down you got to stop wiping wiping stuff down well now they're like can we take that for you you know so it's a it's, so that's nice. Um, but it was not it was not hard to fly there was not for me at least a lot of anxiety in flying
2: mhm yeah so. it's 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 challenging this year it's very challenging
1: it is. i'm just going to i'm just going to pray that it gets better soon yeah, yeah. i
3: think i my my i'm not that hopeful my gut instinct is that yes it's going to get better soon but only by a little bit I think it's going to be one of those that's long a little drawn out. Here. yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, going to yeah. get better, and it's going to get better in teensy-weensy little bits mm. for a very long period of time. And if that's how it has to happen, that's how it has to happen. As, yeah. uh someone reminded me again today, there's no one dropping bombs on our heads. Right. So there we go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. family, family vacations. I think we're all going to start getting really, really creative with what the marketing machine once called staycations which requires which is just Mm a getaway that requires less travel and I, glenn and i have gotten a little bit more creative doing that we've found all kinds of uh, local trails that we can use that we didn't know about and ways to use them that we had not thought of so that's helped it because the first month and a half or so of sheltering in place we were a little bit Like, we're just not going to go anywhere. And then after a while, we got a little cabin fever. But, well, all we can do is go to the local trailheads and go for a horseback ride or a walk or a bicycle ride. And we're kind of tired of saying the same old ones. We were, you know, just being whiny. And then we said, well, let's try some that we've never even thought of going to. We don't know where they are. We don't know what kind of trails they have. Who knows what we're going to find? Adventure therapy. Adventure therapy. So, you know, after... 60, 90 days or so of sheltering in place, the uh, you, you you get it gets really exciting and interesting to just go to a trailhead you've never been to before and go for a walk. <laughs> Woohoo! Fun stuff. And you know now I can relate to horses at the beginning of the show season. Back in the day when you actually had a not show season, the first show or two they always act a little goofy. Oh, I forget how to get on the trailer. And, oh my, I need mean to be scared of the judge. I can relate to that now because yeah. after ninety days of not going anywhere, seeing a tree that is not in my backyard is really <laughs> exciting.
1: <laughs> that's so funny.
3: Oh my god.
2: So so Patty, that's would you so consider funny. taking your vacation in Florida like Sanibel Island or Key West or, or I mean we
1: we we did we yeah, possibly. We did we did the keys two years ago. Um, you know, that's a possibility too. I think everybody kinda wants to get out of their state you know i i don't care if they wanted if everybody wanted to come here it'd be fine but that's quite a drive for them with, with the baby with the
2: baby i was thinking
1: if that's why yeah, you I, might I mean, want to stay in florida like, you know yeah i was thinking i mean maybe we could make it like what about georgia or you know something like that like sea secondary. island or like
2: yeah but that's still yeah, a long outdoors, haul like, holy cow from mm-hmm. where they live you know it's t- yeah. a good 10 hours to jacksonville what from wellington at least oh from nine, a, oh, okay I got you, yeah got yeah you. now then you got to go okay. into georgia that's a big drive
1: how about yeah, in I mean, it's just it's uh, that could be a thing that could be
2: there's national parks that in ocala be. or national we
1: we
3: have yeah we have parks and outdoor parks of every description we have parks that belong to the county the state federal parks, uh, water man- management parks. There's a dozen different organizations and, and government agencies that own the parks, but we've got dozens.
1: <laughs> and you've yeah, got that that's, cool, but that's so cool
2: water area that's not in Ocala, but it's where the mermaids, the, to-
3: That would be Silver Springs. It's lovely. That's it. Yes. Yeah. Now, Silver Springs State Park, you're going to want to check on because that's one of the parks that has actual improvements. Like, you can take the the glass-bottom boat and those sorts of things. Some of that stuff... Oh, yeah. I love this. ...is not open yet. Oh, okay. So, you'll want to check closer in. And it's the kind of thing that you can can do it at the last second. You have to make reservations for anything in Ocala. And we have a lot of paved trails which are really easy to walk on if you've got a stroller or you want to ride a bike and it's not hard we have plenty of paved trails we have bumpy trails that are easy to walk on and then we even have trails for people who like to like mountain bike that kind of thing so when it comes to being outdoors on a trail Ocala is your place end of commercial (laughs) Mm. (laughs) so uh that's family vacationing. We're going to ask Hedwig in a little bit about family vacations too. So stay tuned yeah, for that. I, but, can, only, I can only, in the imagine. meantime, in the meanwhile,
2: <laughs> we're, we're going to share yes. some ideas about increasing diversity in the equestrian community.
3: There we go. Let's do it. We need a sound effect for our round tables. We don't have one of those.
2: Oh, we do need that, but it shouldn't be (laughs) dun-dun-dun-dun.
1: I was thinking wah-wah-wah. Wah-wah-wah. No. (laughs) Wah-wah-wah. There we go. There's the sound
3: effect. So, um, there you go. I I think I know what inspired this topic, but somebody might be listening (laughs) to this show in 2023. So, what inspired this topic, Tigger?
2: Black Lives Matter. There you go.
3: Mm-hmm. and, and
2: I, I i i find it a really a phenomenon of transformation that has seemed to have happened overnight that we're all joining together to say we've got to fix this
3: i li- i like that so many people are taking taking it as a personal mission to figure yep. out ways that they personally can become mm-hmm. more aware. And it, it's people of every ethnicity that I'm seeing doing it. Which exactly is, which mm-hmm. from my point of view at least, that's what needs to happen. All ethnicities seem to need to go, we all need to work together to fix this. This isn't white folks fixing yep. a black folks problem. It's not black folks fixing a white folks problem. It's people no, fixing it's, a people problem.
2: Exactly. <laughs> because black lives matter unfortunately it it's stigmatized that it's only about blacks but it isn't it's about all people all religions all beliefs it's, absolutely everything um it's all encompassing yeah and it's it is time to address it and i i'm very excited because i i heard a an interview on, on uh, CNN in the car today with a the former CEO of Xerox. Her name is Ursula Burns. She's the first black woman CEO or was the first woman black CEO. And she said she's getting all these phone calls from all these other CEOs and heads of corporations around the country saying, you know, what can we do? What can we do about this? How can we fix this? And she said something. These are my words. This is my interpretation because I don't have her actual quote. But she said that she told them the black community is really engaged to support you. But the white community were the oppressors. So you're the ones that have to come up with the solutions. You have the power in government, you have the power in the financial sector. You run most of the major businesses across the US. So we want, we support you, and you need to come up with how to fix this, how to how to improve it. And when she said that, I went, wow. It, it, it's such an enormous opportunity to to be creative and think out of the box and say, okay, how can I help my fellow human?
3: Yeah. And Mm -hmm. in the horse world, because here in the United States, horse equestrianism as a hobby or as a profession is looked at one of two ways, either as something that unsophisticated Hicks do, or it's something that, super wealthy snobs do it's not something that i think as the the general public views as an every man's sport or an every mainstream sport or mainstream yep. or but yeah. let's say in 1989 soccer was not considered a mainstream sport but if you right. played soccer you were not subconsciously or consciously labeled as a snob or a hick or a redneck Whereas right. equestrianism, right. that is probably pretty common. Um so, so I I, I kind thinking, of thought that's where we needed to start is hello, equestrianism isn't what the public perception or are or is it, who knows? At least from my point of view, it's not what the general public perceives it to be. Am I missing the mark, maybe? I don't know.
2: I think the mm. that we need to focus on accessibility and I was thinking about, you know, wouldn't it be great if training farms of of all types, whether you're training, you know, show jumpers or barrel racers or cutting horses or dressage horses, that we have sort of an accessibility day, like an open house where you invite members of local churches Mm -hmm. for an afternoon um, you know, maybe watching exhibitions, maybe um, giving kids the opportunity to actually touch a horse, feel a horse. Horses are the healers. And if we're going to make the sport accessible, we've got to focus on the horse, not so much, I think, the, the sport. It's about the incredible gifts these, these animals bring us and can bring everyone yeah. And, you know, when you think about 150 years ago, everybody had a horse or a mule, basically, unless you lived in the city. And then you took a cab that was
3: drawn by you know, a horse or a mule. Drawn
2: <laughs> horses. So, you know, we move from everybody's basically using it for transportation to a more elite or, you know, image. Yeah. And well, I think the- if we can open up. Yeah, accessibility and let kids and young people have access yeah. to learning and touching and yeah. experiencing horses, then we're increasing our diversity right there.
3: Yeah, And let, let me bring up, because this has always been a sticking point for me and regular listeners of Horse Radio Network shows know that it's a sticking point for the Horse Radio Network. The continued removal of equines from urban areas by government agencies of every sort, is not helping the situation. Every time you turn around, there's a really big headline saying that horses are not allowed in another urban area. And all that does is make it worse. Because if you've never even seen a real live horse, how can you possibly become interested in it? There's 0% of chance of anyone becoming interested. So the more we restrict where horses are allowed to be, We're just contributing to the problem.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. When we think about how we can diversify, you know, the first thought I had, of course, that I talked about with open houses, you know, how can we support urban riding programs? (gasps) Brilliant. Um, Yeah. And maybe that's by engaging with them, giving exhibitions um supporting them helping them fundraise um and maybe opening up our our riding schools i know there's a couple of nonprofits i know of one up in uh, new york state horses for a change and you know they introduce kids who can't afford many of whom can't afford lessons mm-hmm. to riding and horses and horse care so i you know i i think we need to get at the ground level and, and really start exposing the wonders of our sport and our horses to everyone, old, young, and in between.
3: I I agree with you right there. It's, it's not targeting only urban areas or underserved populations it's targeting everybody we everybody a little bit less bashing of each other amongst horse folks, and a little bit more outreach
2: and and sharing some you know there's some really great stories um to share with people in the equestrian world like the story of snowman who you know what a what a great what a just a great story it is, and mm-hmm. and the Buffalo Soldiers, and mm-hmm. I mean, there's just a lot that we can share to kind of start dispersing the the notion that you know it's it's an ultra elite sport or it's an ultra uh, cowboy sport if, if it's barrel racing or raining or. And that it's an every person sport because everybody can can get something from from horses.
3: I agree. I think that's a fantastic description. It's an everybody sport because yeah. literally um, everybody can get something out of it. Like you said, horses are wonderful healers and they're wonderful companions. People yes. have dogs as pets. And for a long time in America, having a horse that you didn't ride, people who do ride would look down on you like, oh, it's just a pet. Yeah. You know, there's an enormous benefit to the quality of your life if you have a horse in your life and that horse you gives you joy or peace or balance. It doesn't matter yep. if you ever get on its back. It doesn't matter if anybody nope. ever gets on its back. And we need nope. to celebrate that just as much as we celebrate a Triple Crown winner or an Olympic gold medalist. Yeah.
2: Absolutely. I and I think we, 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 we could look at ways to bring people into trail riding. Just the simple act of getting on and going for a ride at a walk.
3: Yeah. And that that can be transformational for somebody who has Absolutely. lived their entire existence in a concrete jungle.
2: Correct. Yeah. Correct. So let's, you know, let's make, make 2020 and beyond when the equestrian community, which is such a vibrant, alive community, that we really come together and help make uh, horses and sport accessible to everybody.
3: There we go. Well said.
4: Hello? Hedy! Hello, Patty.
2: Nope. Hello. Nancy. Patty has been technologically exercised by AT&T. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Did Patty forget to pay her phone bill? <laughs>
2: no, it's an AT&T outage all over the country. Oh, or
4: I wonder why ours is working. We are true?
3: Because you're wonderful and special, Hedwig.
2: Yes, exactly.
3: But normally
4: the phone does not work on a good day.
2: <laughs> well, one of the one of the weak, one of the areas of trouble is Dallas where she lives. Dallas, Atlanta.
4: Those are not in the same state, Tiggle. <laughs> I am just oh, yay, yay. Really?
3: Did I, did I, did, I, did Tigger infer that they were?
2: Thank you, yes. Jennifer
3: anyhow Hedwig we have an important question for you because we always have important questions for Hedwig and you yes and and you love to enlighten us and we enjoy it so ready you ready okay here it is (laughs) what is the most important aspect of planning for a road trip besides cheese oh
4: oh I have this answer because we just took a road trip for the first time with my new sisters. Oh, goody. <laughs> and so here are the things you must have to go on a trip with four Pomeranians and a valhund. Ready. The first thing you must have is a sense of humor. Oh, good. <laughs> of course. The second thing you must have is understanding friends.
2: Ah, <laughs> you mean human friends or dog friends? Yes.
4: No no, human, human friends because yay, hey, when you get to their home and you're all, you know, having a nice you know in their friend's yard and two of your Pomanians <sighs> are in a special pen and then suddenly only one Pomeranian is in the pen. <laughs> because one of them is a little boneless squid then it turns out that you will have a sense of humor because the next thing that will happen is that the boneless squid Pomeranian will get out of the fenced yard. And then you will need not just understanding friends, but friends who can sprint and dodge and dive. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I've got such a visual. It takes a village, Hedwig. It really does. (laughs) And then... You need several dog beds, and you need the pen, and then you go to the hotel, and that's no problem. You have your dog bag, and then a special bag for toys, and then you unpack everything, and you go to sleep, and you better hope you got a big bed, because that's a knot of dogs. (laughs) And then, in the morning, you find out that the squiddy, boneless one also jumps out of the hatchback. And so the first two times, the person feels it like a soccer goalie. But the third time, that person was doing something else. And the other person was not paying attention. And that's a on Pondrainian. Yay! Oh, and so you better bring your Valhund. Because the Valhund is the brother of the boneless squid one. And she loves him for reasons completely unknown to actually. Pomeranians, and she will follow him anywhere, and so you have to then go across the parking lot with the brother and cookies, which you will have brought in a little rattling container so as to catch her, and you have to say, Crouch and growl! Crouch and growl! And then the little dog will squidlessly squash to the ground, and you will pick her up, and you will put her into the hatchback while guarding it with your body while the hatchback is closed.
3: Wow, I'm exhausted just hearing about that. Yeah, headline. no
4: kidding. That was before the clinic. The <laughs> clinic began at six thirty in the morning.
2: <laughs> well, so- all I have to do is just open up my car door and say "in," and the Aussies get in and out, and they get out, and
4: yeah, yeah. Just Well, saying. I get in and out. It's the new ones. Well, eventually, My eventually they'll. Though. Eventually,
3: you will win them over to your side, Hedwig. I'm sure of it.
4: I don't know. The boneless squid one's got tooed. I sort of admire her style. <laughs> yeah, don't learn anything from her. Twice today, she got out of the the gate at the house, and I still can't figure out how she just goes squirmy, squirmy, gone, like Whoa. the squid in the aquarium. It's her superpower. Hey, it's her superpower. Yeah. And then the human has to put all of us back in the house because she doesn't want four more dogs out by the road. And then she has to go get the little bad dog. It's so funny. I just can't even tell you. What's the point in a fenced yard that doesn't apparently have stakes into the ground for six feet? There we go. Well, it it is
3: a mystery. So contemplate that for a little bit, if you would, Hedwig. And next time we chat, perhaps we could talk a little bit about your favorite confinement Systems that don't actually work for next time, <laughs> and in the meanwhile, please do get some rest. Uh, enjoy, enjoy your not road trip days, and uh, thanks for spending a little time with us. As ever, it was a pleasure.
4: Take care, Hetty. I'm the good dog now. Yes, you are which is just <laughs> ironic. <laughs>
2: And now we're at Critter Nutrition, and today's subject is astaxanthin, the super antioxidant you've probably never heard of. (laughs) What is an antioxidant Antioxidants help prevent oxidative damage. Common antioxidants that you probably know are vitamin C, vitamin E, beta-carotene, polyphenols from blueberries and pomegranates, apples, cruciferous vegetables, and acai berries, Under normal conditions, antioxidants in the body outbalance the pro-oxidants. But under oxidative conditions, pro-oxidants prevail over antioxidants. And this is what leads to many inflammatory diseases, including cancer. Astaxanthin is a carotenoid found in microalgae, plankton, and krill. The microalgae and the krill are eaten by crustaceans which in turn are eaten by salmon and trout. Whales, of course, are also known devourers of krill. Astaxanthin is found in high concentration in the muscles of salmon, and scientists theorize that is what helps salmon complete their epic yearly swim. Although astaxanthin is a carotenoid like beta-carotene, it is not converted into vitamin A like beta-carotene. Unlike beta-carotene and other carotenes, astaxanthin can cross the blood-brain barrier to bring antioxidant and anti-inflammatory protection to the brain and the central nervous system. Astaxanthin can cross the blood-retinal barrier and bring antioxidant and anti-inflammatory protection to the eyes. Antioxidant can span cell membranes and bond with muscle tissue. Because it has a long structure, it can span the bilateral membrane, thus incrementing resilience against oxidative stress. It can quench the free radicals in both water and fat zones of the membrane. This is in contrast to other antioxidants, which work in the inner or outer portions of the membrane, vitamin E and beta carotene in the inner, vitamin C in the outer portion. Astaxanthin is unique in that it works in both. A study published in 2010 conducted at the School of Food Science, Washington State University, demonstrated that daily doses of astaxanthin in humans decreased a DNA damage biomarker, acute phase protein, and enhanced the immune response. Research has shown that astaxanthin can suppress specific inflammatory mediators, such as prostaglandin E2 and the COX-2 enzyme. So what is oxidative stress and how does it affect horses and dogs and humans? It's an imbalance between the production of free radicals known as oxidants or reactive oxygen species Their elimination by protective mechanisms is known as antioxidants. Proteins and fats are significant targets for oxidative attack, which can increase the risk of mutagenesis. Cancer initiation and progression have been linked to oxidative stress by increasing DNA mutations, DNA damage, genome instability, and cell proliferation. The aging process increases the accumulation of molecular damage in DNA, proteins, and lipids and is characterized by an increase in intracellular oxidative stress. In fact, over the past 20 years, extensive research has demonstrated how oxidative stress can lead to an imbalanced inflammatory response and long-term inflammation is considered a prolonged pathological condition that includes tissue destruction, fibrosis, and mononuclear immune cell infiltration. Inflammation exerts its effects through excessive production of free radicals and the depletion of antioxidants. Performance dogs, performance horses, and humans can have greater antioxidant needs due to the aerobic energy metabolism. Increased antioxidants can help endurance, stamina, as well as recovery. Older animals humans have a higher antioxidant need because of the aging process. Animals facing long-term health issues also have a greater antioxidant requirement because the free radicals are already in the oxidative stress cycle. Young dogs and young horses can benefit from antioxidant support to maintain a healthy inflammatory response. So it's in conclusion, astaxanthin has wide benefits for dogs, for horses, for humans. And it's an important antioxidant because it can deal with both free radicals found in the inner and the outer membrane, meaning it can deal with fat and water Uh, free radicals. So if you're looking for something for yourself as an anti-aging to help reduce inflammation, something for your dog or something for your horses that will decrease aging and increase the amount of oxygen running through their bodies, reducing inflammation, think about astaxanthin. (laughs) And now we're at Coffee Clatch, and we thought it would be fun to talk about trends we are glad are over. <laughs> this is this is a, a rather wide spectrum of trends. I'm going to start with a really old trend from the 70s, which was the leisure suit, and <laughs> I <laughs> I am really glad that trend is over. What do you have, Jennifer?
3: Oh, I've got so many. A lot of mine are horse related. Oh, and, good! And one of them that came to mind right away is this was, I think, in the seventies. The loose ring snaffle with the giant four-inch ring.
2: Oh know, my them? gosh! I hadn't thought about that.
3: Yeah, they were all the rage. I think it was late. My, I think it was late. I, it late was 70s, into the eighties for into sure. Eighties, the and they were. It was a plain old loose ring snaffle. It was rather a narrow. A diameter mouthpiece and it was popular yep. in the hunt hunt seat world and the ring was literally four plus inches round and yeah, huge. yeah. and the worst part about him is none of the bridles fit <laughs> everybody had to go out and buy new cheek pieces to get the bridles to fit yeah so that that's one that i'm, I'm glad left because none of the bridles ever fit after that and i'm also <laughs> glad that the giant elevator bit with the the three and a half inch long piece at the top and four and a half inch long piece at the bottom. Oh you know those God, things?
2: I forgot about that.
3: Yeah, those are out of style now too.
2: And the Kimberwicks are out of style.
3: Kimberwicks are very much oh, out of style.
2: Yes, it's it saved my life on a couple cross country. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay
3: runs. when they come back in. They they come in and <laughs> yeah. out of style, but I am absolutely okay with a Kimberwick. Yeah, yes. that was that. Was, yeah. <laughs> Anybody computer. who's ever fox hunted can appreciate a Kimberwick. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, <laughs> for sure.
3: Now, do you remember in
2: clothing?
3: Well, do you remember any bizarre clothing trends that were in when you were actively competing? That it's like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad that's over. Top hats. Yeah, I kind of agree with you. Not only they weren't real great for safety purposes, but eight no, of 10 people, they, there was no safety. No, 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 no. Eight out of ten people do not look good in a top hat.
2: No, and and some people would wear these really. They had a really high hat they look almost like they
3: look they look like cat in the hat or something yeah i'm i agree with you i hadn't thought about top hats but i agree i'm glad they're gone
2: i'm really glad they're gone yeah and i'm glad we don't have to tie those um the neck uh
3: no no more stock ties
2: uh, stock ties i used to hate i used to hate tying those and trying to get them to look you know
3: I, right i never i, like I never that. graduated from stock tying school I, t- I tied stock ties for many 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 years and invariably i looked like i was drunk when i did it it didn't uh-huh. it just starch
2: it didn't matter it was being able to have a really good stock tie pin so that the eye would go to this nice stock tie pin, and not the mess that it was attached yes. to. yes
3: Yes. It was a a big deal to have. And I I remember when the, I fox hunted a lot and I was in Pony Club. So in both of those, you had to wear a stock tie. There was no getting around it. And you had to wear a plain gold pin. And I remember when I started competing in open competitions that were not Pony Club uh, competitions and you were allowed to wear a pin that was not plain and you were allowed to have like a little bit of bling on it. That yep. was so exciting. <laughs> you know, a trend <laughs> I totally am happy fairness. about though is if you do want to wear a stock tie, now you can get stock ties made of lightweight materials so that you don't have to bend your stock tie putting it through.
2: Yeah, exactly. I like that idea. I, I like that too. Yeah, And I like the new, the new material of breeches and jackets. It's I mean, technical God, fabrics. What we used to wear was yeah. so hot. Especially Those jackets. wool shad bellies. <sighs> what the heck were we thinking? <laughs> it's all the in Brits the fault.
3: It, it was their idea. I'm blaming the Brits.
2: It, well, it was the Brits and the Germans. It and was their idea. They, it never gets warm enough there. But you ride in that in the summer in the south and you want to die.
3: Yeah. Y- yeah, definitely.
2: And um, even the breech material that used to be, God, when I was a kid, it was heavy.
3: Well, I remember when stretchy breeches first came out when, when I start, first started to compete as a youngster is when puffy topped Nazi breeches were just starting to lose yep. know, fashion appeal yep. and they started experimenting with stretchy fabrics and they were awful. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It was like wearing a plastic bag. They made you yep. look like a sausage, but we wore them yeah. because they weren't Nazi breeches. It, exactly. <laughs> That's all exactly. we cared about. <laughs> They were horrible. They were oh horrible. My
2: gosh. And the first full seats. Horrible. They were leather. <laughs> they, once you wash them, even if you just hand wash them, oh. that leather got so hard and uncomfortable. Talk about chafing. They were horrible. Oh. Just gosh. Horrible.
3: <laughs> Yeah. And um, a more recent trend I'm thrilled is losing momentum. Is the shortcut hunt coat?
2: Yeah, I never liked that. It
3: does not look good on anybody except someone shaped like a pencil. Yeah, you know it's really it's really a a, a pattern that looks nice on very thin, tall people and everybody yeah. else. It makes you look a little bit lopsided. So I'm kind of glad that they're kind of falling out of favor.
2: Yeah. yeah, that's a that's a good trend to go. Yeah. Bye bye.
3: I'm okay with that. Um, another. Tack one related one that I'm I'm glad to see go. We had a tack shop way back in the day, and we had our tack shop when these became all the rage: the white lined dressage bridle.
2: Ugh, I never was a fan.
3: Glad to see them go. Again, it's like the short hunt coat. Very few faces could carry that. Can
2: wear it, yeah.
3: But everybody had to have one. They were all the rage, and most horses just looked dumpy. And after six months, the white leather looked terrible.
2: Oh, yeah. You could never get it to look good.
3: Yeah. And unless you bought the really nice expensive one, it looked bad after the first week.
2: (laughs) Now, one trend that um, I'm happy about is... That there's a little bit more thigh blocks in dressage saddles and wide gullets. And I think this has been a really advantageous, especially for the horse. Yeah. yeah. Because having a saddle with a narrow gullet trying to fit everything was fine when you were riding thoroughbred in the 70s.
3: Right. We're breeding horses and we're competing horses with a very different shape than we were
2: Very different shape.
3: Absolutely. Yes.
2: I am sorry that we don't see more thoroughbreds in show jumping and eventing and dressage. I hope we see a resurgence.
3: Yeah, I, th- I think we're going that direction. A, yeah, a
2: wonder, They're such a wonderful breed. Yeah. So intelligent.
3: Yeah. And I think the more people understand about the type of training they've already had, I think yeah. we... A question, uh, the sport horse people, people who don't race horses, but do other things with horses, right? lost touch with what race horses know. And we assume they know some things when they don't, and they know a lot of things we don't realize they know. So when that transition uh-huh. happened, we're, so, so few people understood how to make the transition successful. then now we're seeing that trend where more and more people who have excellent knowledge on both sides of that competition face. Yeah are really helping those horses have successful transitions. And it's kind of cool. And I'm enjoying it being a a thoroughbred fan myself. I'm glad to see it. And the breed is well worth seeing that happen to. Yeah. Um, A grooming trend. I'm glad to see disappear. And this one disappeared a long time ago. Again, late seventies, early eighties. Metal
2: curry combs.
3: (laughs) Yeah. That, well, that was a little before my time. Yeah. 1950s. That disappeared. Thank goodness. Short tails. The Western horses all had their tails. Oh, they didn't yeah. bang, but they had them really short, like right, just barely to their hocks. And Hawks, even, yep. even dressage horses had much shorter tails.
2: Yep. Yeah.
3: Now, I'm not real big on the whole fake tail thing, but at least we're not whacking them off.
2: Yeah. And I never was a fan of pulling the tail um, and eventing it. They were like, pull, there was at like the hardly anything left at the top. Yeah,
3: they're all bald at the top. You don't see that quite as much as you used to. Yeah, I've never... Yeah, uh, and I had just, to do it. It was a must do. Yep,
2: yeah, yep. It was a must do.
3: <gasps> another another grooming one that has is is slowly but surely losing faz- favor is shaving off whiskers and ears. Yes, and everything thank over the face.
2: Goodness. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm glad. And that, that actually, from. we have the Europeans to thank for that.
3: I think they started that trend of you know it's okay if your horse has a little facial facial hair.
2: Yep, and they need it. And it's a sensing device.
3: Yeah, yeah I'm okay with that. I've-
2: and I, I'm really glad that the halter horses are moving away from big, gigantic bodies on tiny little feet.
3: Yeah, the trend is starting to, to move a little bit. And yeah. I'm okay with that, too. Yes. Me, too. Absolutely.
2: And not breeding for feet. You know, for a long time, we kind of had to put up with the feet that we had. And I think breeders sort of across the spectrum started going, there's a lot of navicular, there's, you know, shelly, terrible feet. Not that that's all gone away, but I think there's been a lot more focus on really good feet Mm -hmm. and a way better focus on, on barefoot and shoeing. Yeah. And that go. those have been good trends. I think barefoot has been an excellent trend. Yeah. A lot of horses.
3: A lot of horses. And one my one final one that I'm glad okay. is gone is the um what do they call them hip hugger pants. I'm glad.
2: Ah, they're gone. <laughs> the low riders.
3: <laughs> I'm okay with it. As a person who does it cannot I cannot wear those. It's just not fair to the to the viewing public that I should have those on. I'm okay that they're gone. Just putting that out in the universe.
2: Well, if you can think of any trends you're glad to see go, let us know on our Facebook page, Healthy Critters Radio, and uh, on our website, healthycrittersradio.com.
3: And for those who have listened to this entire show and are astute <laughs> listeners, they've noticed that Patty's voice is absent from this conversation because unfortunately for us, the cell tower gods were against us and poor Patty got booted, but she'll be back again next time. So not to worry.
5: Thanks for listening everyone. And thanks to our sponsor, Biostar US. You can find them online at
2: biostarus.com. Get the Horse Radio Network phone app on iOS or Android by searching for Horse Radio Network in the app store. It's
5: free and easy to use. For details about today's show, go to healthycrittersradio.com, where you can find links, photos, and more information about our guests. As always, we love your feedback. Please follow us on Facebook under Healthy Critters Radio. Be sure to visit all the great shows on Horse Radio Network at horseradionetwork.com. Love your dog. Hug your horse. Feed your chickens. Clean your litter box. Dance with your goat. Slither with your snakes. Howl at the moon. Hang with your hamster. Party with your parrot. Waddle with your walrus. Outwit your otter. Cuddle your cows. rap with your raptor. Go chipping with your chipmunks. Forgive your fox. While hedging your hog. We also recommend that you rack with your raccoon. Gyrate with your giraffe.
2: Meditate with a meerkat.
5: Uber with <laughs> your orangutan. Facebook with your flamingo. Ponder with your panda. Walk with your wookie. Yawn with your yak. Twitter with your toucan. Go raining with your reindeer. Dropbox your dragon. <laughs>